The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yeah, came up from the mud, it's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it, he was Lou Kane. Remember we were struggling for it, then I needed loose chains. Now the money never Welcome back to I, I Am like Athlete, I'm your host Brandon Marshall. And today we go live, today we go virtual with a dear friend. Uh, a friend that's turning into a brother. This dude, I'm realizing is probably the most interesting guy on the planet or person on the planet. Reminds me of that Dos Equis commercial back in the day where the guy used to sit around and he, had, he was always doing something interesting. So we're going to jump right into it. Cameron Newton, how are you doing? Tyrone Bartholomew. My guy. Yo, you in the pocket right now. How does it feel to be in the pocket? Obviously, you're not on the field. And when I say pocket, some people are going to think about, you know, Cam jumping over this guy, stepping up, stepping back, spinning out, extending the play. But boy, you in the pocket right now. It's like everything you touch right now is going viral. Everything you touch is turning it to gold. How does it feel to be Man, in the pocket right listen, now? I'm just a person who is living in their truth. And that's what scares people. And I think when you have this attitude where I don't have to put on a facade this is just me. And I just recently just posted something on Instagram to say, how does a person who hasn't played an NFL snap in two and a half, three years, create all this ruckus on all these media platforms? So you can poke, you can try to suppress or minimize the impact as much as you can, but it's, it's undeniable, you know what I'm saying, that what I am and have done is stamped. And now my sole purpose is to be able to empower people to live in their truth. And the delivery of content now is now in the hands of people who are interesting. You know, we don't want to hear about the politically correct motherfuckers. We want to hear about the real motherfuckers. And shit, when they say who's real in here, shit, I got two hands raised high. You feel me? So, so you, you talk about basically being authentic, right? Uh, but you're also intentional. The more I get to know you and the more we talk and peel back the layers around business, you're intentional and there's a lot of strategy behind it. Uh, I think when, you know, you are real, 
And that's what this time is calling for. They want to they they want us to be vulnerable. They want to see that. And when you do that, you know, it can open up so many different opportunities. But then when you put the strategy behind it, intentionality behind it, that's where you see dudes step in the pocket. And I really feel like you're in the pocket. Like I, I sit back at times, bro, and I study the space, right? And I podcasting been around for a minute. This is the second wave of it. We're in this watershedding moment. Right. And I would say like the NBA players were really the first to kind of embrace podcasting. I remember when my agent came to me in 2014, like, yo, you should think about podcasting. I'm like, what is podcasting? And I'm cool on podcasting. Now you got pretty much everyone's in it, but now you see more football players doing it as well. But I would say the first industry to really embrace it to me is like music. Okay. I go to Nori. Then you got Joe Budden. Right. You got drink camps. You got drink champs. You got Wallow and Gilly. And what you'll see is the ebbs and flows of it. Some dudes just might sit in that pocket for a year, two years, and then it might be someone else. And so I really feel like, bro, like everybody in, in, in a new media space, in this digital space right now, you might be the hottest right now. You got Shannon Sharp who's out there. And we can talk about him later. Uh, but, like, I feel like you're in the pocket. Do you feel the same way? Do you see it? Do you feel it? Um. Yes and no. Because yes you know it's like no. in ball. Sorry to interrupt you, but you it's like in ball, bro. Like, you knew when you was the man, 2015 MVP of the league. Like, you knew nobody else could touch you. You knew, like, oh, yeah, I'm leading this 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 race. You know what I'm saying? But how do you – does it feel the same in podcasting? Yeah. But I feel more dangerous now because now I don't have to worry about – you can't dangle sponsorships over my head. You can't dangle organizations or you can't dangle – you can't say that, Cam, because – your teammates are going to look at you a certain type of way. Your coach is going to look at you a certain type of way. The GM is going to look at you a certain type of way. The owners is going to look at you a certain type of way. But this is what the fans need. They need authenticity. And now I'm able to live in my truth to, to not be fearful of losing something because I came into it off the premise that my foundation is me, my team. You know, the content and all the content that I produce, I don't have nobody backing me. This is me doing it. This is me using the game of football to say, hey, the funds and the capital that the game of football have given me has given me the cushion to be able to, you know, pay top dollar to, you know, producers, uh, editors, to, you know, people who have a fond more uh, experiences in this media space and, even though I don't have to be a chef to know when good food tastes good, um, I'm just like that in media. This is something that is has always been captivating to me to sit back and analyze people and, and, and acknowledge a good body of work. And one thing that's always in a good body of work is authenticity. And I can, I can like I say, be uniquely me in a way where I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. Everybody who knows is like, this is who Cam is. And now we're going to see more of that here moving forward. So so how do you navigate through the challenges of maybe going too far, right? Like, like you talked about in sports, you know, you have sponsorships, you have brands, you have those type of opportunities out there. And for, you know, for the most part, those things kind of keep a lot of guys in order. I feel like the reason why I got in trouble a lot and, and a lot of people look at me like, damn, what, B-Marsh this, B-Marsh that, 
And it's like, no, nah, I wasn't institutionalized. I feel like a lot of athletes are institutionalized. I'll say what people want to say but wouldn't say or shouldn't say. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because of the team aspect and everything else. But being in that type of institution, there's guidelines, there's rules, there's boundaries, right? But how do you navigate through that now on the content side? Like I say, you're in a pocket. You know, it seems like everything that you, you touch right now, a million views here, five million views in 10 days in Charleston White. You know what I mean? Like you're really in the pocket. But how do you navigate through, you know, making sure you get a return on your investment I'll and making like money. I'll say like this, there's, there's pretty much three things you want to stay away from in any type of media. Uh, you want to stay away from uh, politics. Uh, you want to stay away from religion. Uh, and then you want to stay away from just people's inside of views about how they feel, um, from heterosexual, homosexual, uh, the LBGQT, like these are, or animals or things like that. And that's not my audience. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm speaking off of the things that I relate to. So it's not, not being organic to speaking about those things, but if you don't know about it, then stay away from it. And I've never really been, I've always stood on faith, you know, born and raised in, in a, um, a, a holy house, so to speak, and um, Pentecostal background where church was a day, you know what I mean? Uh, I think politics is not something as, you know, from my culture or, or, or my household that was just like, it is what it is. Uh, so I stay away from those things, and, and, and I'm an advocate of, of a person to be free. So that coupled with so many different other compound things that makes me interesting, that's what I speak about, whether it's sports, whether it's culture, whether it's, um, you know, my community. And I think we need more people to be able to do that. But this is the thing. When you go on major networks, you can't really harbor on those things because that ain't what they want the narrative to be. Well, for me and my narrative, I want people to say, hey, look, African-Americans and minorities are the most, you know, artistic people that this earth has ever seen over the test of time. Now, we may not have had the best business sense, but that also is able to be taught just the same as other ethnicities. Right. So I'm trying to bridge the gap of financial literacy. I'm trying to bridge the gap with just understanding who and what you are. And obviously in media, the, the, the common denominator about creating content is understanding your audience. And, and, and it's, my, it's my oath to them to be able to give them a product that is forever the same. Call it crazy, call it you know an outlaw, call it whatever you want it, you gotta respect who Cam Newton, you know. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. The years are what he brings to the table. It's football season. You can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats. Well, almost, almost anything. In the kitchen with myself and Chef. Super excited about this part, Chef, because it feels like you're graduating me fast from snack to meal. I mean, you are moving a little fast, but I feel like chicken wings should come quite natural. <laughs> is, is, is chicken wings like one of those things that's kind of easy, everybody should know how to do it? Yes, you really should. Isn't it more about like the flour than the actual process? Like what makes a chicken wing, a chicken wing like? I wanna say it's the marination. That's really, really important is also is the texture. So you want a chicken wing that as soon as you bite into it, it gives you that. Right, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> and this is actually good for game day snacks because everybody, I wonder how many chicken wings they actually sell I wonder how many chicken wings they actually sell for on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night, right? Everybody's on preparing. Game day. Right, wow. right, right. So I love this. You know, you love the chicken wings. I love the shrimp. I haven't had any poultry in about six years. So we're gay, you know, you have shrimp. Yeah. So we got shrimp. What is the name of this again? We're having dragon wings and dragon shrimp. We had to add soy sauce, some cooking wine and also some cornstarch. With the cornstarch, is gonna make it a little crispy. Right. We actually added some egg, egg too, so when we fry it, it's gonna go ahead and give it that crisp chicken wings. Let's dive into this recipe. We got everything we needed delivered with Uber Eats. We're gonna go ahead and just pour in some chili oil, right. hot sauce of your choice, some garlic paste, and some mirin. The mirin was also in your marinade. <laughs> Give me the sauce. All right, let me taste this right here. Let me see. Dip, dip, little dip, dip. What you say, chef? The sauce? The sauce. Mm, 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 mm. Yo, y'all gonna love this one for real. I ain't even playing. <laughs> chef, they gonna love this one. Chef taking me to a whole meal. You made it. Hey, Howdy. my house. My kitchen. Game day snacks. <laughs> Peace.
Yo, there you have it. Get almost almost anything for game day delivered with Uber Eats, official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. So look, I'll probably spend maybe 15, maybe 20 more minutes with you. You know, I really wanted to get right to it. Uh, for me, the, you know, I wanted to talk about being in the pocket. Um, you know, when I sit back and I study the space, I can see, you know, uh, when guys are really in the pocket. So it's been cool to see you and the team uh, really deliver amazing content week in and week out. Like I watched the Charleston White uh, episode. I'm not even a podcast watcher. It's crazy. Like I don't even watch my own damn podcast and shows. I should because it's like film review, right? But yeah. I sat there, bro. And I watched the entire three-hour, 20-minute episode of Charleston White. I will say the last 20 minutes, I felt a little exhausted, right, if I'm going to be honest. You know, that's when y'all really got into it. I was like, it felt like you got exhausted a little bit, and and, and he may have uh, hit a nerve or something. Um, So talk to me about that one, right, because I also want to get your feedback on Christian Rock. Did I say her name right? Krishan. Krishan Rock. I want to make sure I get the young lady's name right. Krishan Rock. Uh, That was a big one. But Charleston White, bro, that was the one. And I remember you hitting me and you were like, yo, I just sat down with Charleston White. This one is, this is going to be a big conversation. It's going to be an interesting conversation, thought-provoking. Now looking back on it, how do you feel about it? I want to bring up here, and great question, by the way. Um, Number one, after, a couple days after, I think we dropped it obviously on a Friday. So I would say like Monday or Tuesday, Charleston had reached out to me. And for people who don't know, I'm very skeptical and very in tune to my energy. I don't allow a lot of people to have access to me. So I'll reach out to you in a third party through a person or through an app that I can shut off or whatever. But this particular time was different. I've always reached out to, you know, people with social media and have real full-blown conversations and relationships in regards to, like, yo, like I'm talking to them as if, but it, it, it really is. He reached out to me and I, I called him. And one of the things that he said was, bro, I've never been so vulnerable in a in an interview before. And it changed me. And I was like, yo, this, what? You know what I mean? And he was like, bro, I just want to tell you, like, what you were able to get out of me is something that ain't nobody else been able to do. Yeah, did I say certain things before yes but the comfort i felt safe i felt in tune with knowing that okay here's a person who's really asking the right questions and you you said being in that pocket and also getting real emotions out of people and that's as an interviewer you have to be able to create that safe space uh for the interviewee to 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 produce good content because it's a it's a it's a spar at the end of the day you know what I'm saying at the and when it's done whether you agree with or not we can at least shake each other's hands and say you know job well done you know what I'm saying I may I, I may not have thought of it in that way before and that's all you know. Um, some people just kind of get, but I can see where you're coming from. And that's pretty much the only thing that I've always wanted to do. And it kind of came from a way of a realm where 
I got into this space to be able to hold people accountable, top to bottom. And it doesn't matter who you are, from a parent to a coach to a person to whatever job title, you know, you have, that's all I, I, I wanted to do. I grew up in a household that that was the, the number one opponent. I'm holding you accountable. If I told you that your chores were and are what they are, get it done. It's not to, to, to get, have excuses for it. So my, do you feel, so my, do you feel like you held him accountable? Um, for the most part I did. I think I did what the interviews time slot was. Um, and the second part I kind of want to get to is, oh, first off, this is coming from a person in media who I've been burnt before. So I knew how to kind of put somebody at ease to say like, bro, this is not a, I got your ass moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, this not me with ill intent to say like, talk about this and talk about that just for clickbait. This is, this is a culture mover. And there's not a lot of things that you can kind of pinpoint and say like, yo, you go back and you watch this piece of work or the, watch this body of work and, you know, this is something that the culture needs. That interview with Charleston White is something that every minority person should look at and hold themselves accountable and say, how are we feeling a certain type of way with Charleston White, but we don't hold the rappers accountable too for what they do and what they right. say. And these are people who, man, I'm, I'm from Atlanta and I always tell people that, but I'll bump the same things. You know, you put that track on and I'm degrading women too. I'm, I'm guilty of, you know, uh, promoting violence too. I'm, I'm, but that's done in a sense of an art, you know, it, it gets really emotions out of it. So when I'm able to live in my truth and tell the person who I'm interviewing that bro, I just want you to be authentically you and gain that trust as the interview is going then that's really when the magic happens. And for him to admit that as a, this changed me, that is all the validation that I need. The second yeah. thing, the second thing that I kind of want to get to is today, right? Um, and this was kind of the, one of the main reasons why I was, was, was running a little behind for this interview. Um, appreciate your patience, but out of the blue during my workout, uh, primetime called me. Ah, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go there, let me say this, because this is the only reason I don't watch podcasts, bro. I love you. I ain't watching. I ain't watching. I ain't watch our podcast and our podcast. When I came on Funky Friday, did well. My Ooh. best friend from Pittsburgh uh, hit me up. Childhood friend, Davon Allensworth, December third, nine thirty in the morning. You better get Charleston White on your podcast. His video with Cam did one million views in twenty four hours. I sent back the eyes, like, damn. He said, just watched the entire three hours at work. Literally said F Dion at least 100 times <laughs> in those hours. But Cam let him talk and bruh went off. I said, Cam said it was a hit. He said, understatement. What did you like about it? That was my question to him, right? So now I'm trying to get feedback for you and I'm trying to learn. I said, what did you like about it? Only thing I didn't agree with was uh, the hitting wife thing uh, and some Bible stuff messed up on whatever he said grown man should get out their feelings about another man he said he kept saying that cam was starting to get uh get him to uh, open up more and then this is what he said and this will get us back to dion he said every black person needs to watch that interview bruh is a genius 
So, and then he sent me a few clips, and that's what forced me to push it. And I'm like, yo, I watched it, and it was really uh, phenomenal. And the Dion spot was interesting as well, and I love how you held your your own there. So Dion calls you today. What was that yeah, conversation? Me, I was working out, and I thought it was like a butt dial because it went straight to, like, FaceTime me or whatever. First thing I thought, I was like, yo, he's seen the interview, and he going to retaliate. He's like, bro, why you had this? Man, he called me. He said, Cam, what's up, player? You know, he prime. He's like, man, I'm proud of you, man, how you've been able to create the narrative your way. And this is the thing. He said, there's only a handful of black people, niggas, minority people who've been able to say, when it's all said and done, I did it my way. Not y'all's way, not how y'all wanted me to do. I did it my way. And he, and he said, Cam, you're one of those people. And I was like, oh, my God, bro. It's like now more than ever, so when you're saying I'm in my pocket, now I'm feeling vindicated for the content that I'm doing because, like I say, I go back to it. You can't dangle a contract in front of my face. You can't dangle – you know, sponsorships in front of my face. You can't dangle, no, 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 don't say that. Say, and then if you say it, you got to make a public apology for that. And everything that is said, whether on major networks of, we all see it done all the time with local news, with national news, with sports, you know, content as a whole. When you have access, the ears and the eyes of 50 million people, whether they believe it or not, you keep driving home the message that Cam Newton is arrogant, Cam Newton is cocky, Cam Newton is a distaste for his team, this, that, and the third. Whether a person knows Cam Newton or not, that person is going to believe it because that's what that person constantly hears. So me hearing that from a person who I respect, everything that he's been able to do, and he has some rebuttals about the, the interview too because he says, well, Charleston obviously used his name multiple times in a very distasteful manner. We, we already know what was said. But he said what Charleston didn't know is I helped build football fields that the community of Fort Worth played on. I've, I've really made my impact there. So I apologize if the day that you met me, I wasn't, you know, the Dion or the Prime that – you wanted me or you expected of me because people like Charleston White said, put too much into humans. Well, well, not, not only that, bro. And I think you, you're, you're somebody that can uh, really teach on this and touch on this. Um, a lot of people struggle because they care about what others think. Now I do think you should listen, but you should listen to the right people because the people around you and use the word accountable when they hold you accountable, they help you. They help you mold and shape to the person that you're supposed to be. You know, they see things that you may not see, you know, mm -hmm. but like Deion Sanders is who Deion Sanders is, is because Deion knows how to navigate through all the noise, right? Mm -hmm. You are Cam Newton. You are who you are because you know how to navigate through the noise. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't hear these things, but mm -hmm. as a professional player, it's not just the game on the court, but it's also the game off the court, off the field, where you may have a bad game. You may have... Uh, a bad moment 
And now it's all over every network and millions of people are talking about you. How you navigate through that? Because every time I have these type of opportunities to sit down with someone, I was like, okay, what's the one or two things that people can take away and they can learn from, right? And so, like, this is something I think people can learn from because now social media, we all have it. And I'm not Mm -hmm. a guy that, like, dives in the comments and respond and do all of that because I'm almost trained like football, right? Like, we don't read the clippings. Don't watch that shit, you know? Success and failure is the same thing. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who has social media and they in the comments, somebody like, oh, yeah, I don't like your hair today or I don't, you know, or you trash, you this, you that, right? Like, so what type of advice can you give to somebody, you know, as far as navigating through the noise, the outside this, noise? I learned this from watching a, a one of my favorite documentaries of all time, and I know he didn't approve of it because of the, the media behind it, but it was Tiger, and one of the scenes kind of was one of his mistresses or whatever. He had 17 of them. Whatever was working. Probably had more than that. Um, But that's not the, that's neither here nor there. I think the thing that he told her that she said was, you have to be able to compartmentalize. And when I heard that, I was like, yo, I need, I need to learn how to compartmentalize. And before I even knew the word and the definition of the word or the right way to use the word, I've been doing that my whole life. In our culture, as black people, we don't know how to compartmentalize. We lash out! You know what I'm saying? Rather than saying, hey, I'm not okay. Oh, I need some time, right? We tell our parents, you know, hey, I'm just gonna stay in my room all day and I'm going through something Um, and I don't know how to verbalize my emotions. These things that you've been an advocate of for some time now, mental health, uh, compartmentalizing success, because that can be the biggest distraction sometimes for people, not not the failures, it's the success. Because if I were to go out right now and ask, hey, who wants to be Cam Newton's friend? Meet me here. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people will, 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 will kind of come there. But you don't know people's true intentions. My prayer to God daily is I just I just pray for discernment, discretion, that I, that I see people's heart. I, I see people's true intentions because it's easy for me to kind of jump on the scene or come into a person's life or vice versa. And they say, bro, I'm here with you, bro. I'm here for you, but those things aren't tested until you actually go through something. And chances are when you go through something, that's when you find the trueness in people that you was putting faith in, right? Um, Whether it's female constituents or just male, you know, uh, peers, it doesn't matter. It's like, if, if, if you care for me, I need you to understand me. I have this saying that I say to myself or to say to people is, if you get me, you get me, right? And something so simple that it's hard to explain who Cam Newton really is in a matter of time, right? Like 15 minutes to to try to put on your best performance to to say, this is who I am. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm this. I'm Heisman Trophy winner, first-round draft pick, number one player coming out of junior college. I was this, I was that, I was that, I was this. I was, a, you know, player of the week in the NFC, multiple different – like, that is what people know. But that's not what I hang my hat on. 
um, it's it's really being able to look Jaden in his eyes, Shakira in her eyes, Chosen, Sovereign Dior, uh, Kamitis, Caesar, and Kashmir, and be able to tell them and the people who I love dearly, whether you know my partner now or you know the mother of my children to say that I'm an honorable person. If I'm telling you I'm going to do certain things, I'm going to do it. And, yeah, are there times where I get overwhelmed? Yes, I identify that. And I've been able to identify that in a way that it's not forceful, it's not fierce. It's, it's something where it's, I can easily say son, daughter, partner, homeboy. I just need some time real quick. Let me Let me process you know, what I'm going through right now. And then when I feel better, now I can attack, you know, whatever task that's at hand. That's beautiful. There, There's a clip going viral of uh, your partner, Jazzy. Um, and, you know, she she's doing stand-up. And uh, it, amazing content, by the way. But she talks about, you know, the comments, her now being pregnant, and her being a third, and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um I loved how she handled that. Both of you guys are like so real, so authentic, so open. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about, bro, like the key to success in a relationship, right? Because I see you guys, and and if pe- like we'll, we'll play this clip later, so people can see it, because she's really like leaning into what some might say would be a difficult conversation. But she's laughing. She's talking about, you know, Cam is in the comments responding. People's like, baby, I love the co- I love that you commented, but they probably don't care. They can't understand you because the way you write. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was a beautiful moment. So talk to me about, it, like, the, the key to success. What can we learn from y'all relationships? What have you learned that got y'all to this point where, you know, over the last, and I heard this, it's like the last couple of years y'all been together four or five years, and y'all probably have only spent three or four weeks away from each other. Right? What's the key? Man, first off, and the real ones, they understand that that's my nigga first. Mm. You feel me? Um, there's not a conversation that, that is not had that I don't run it by her, you know? And I think people in relationships lose that art, whether you call it, that's my best friend, that's my bestie, that's a person who knows me. No, like, Peel back all that flaw shit. Peel back all that fake shit. And love ain't just Instagram posts and Twitter posts and, you know, vacations and all this. Man, I will tell you the key to a successful relationship is catering to what makes you both tick. Because this is the thing. In any relationship, whether business relationship uh, intimate relationship or just friendship relationship, there's something that is, is you guys' kind of creation. I use this analogy. Cinderella's shoe was only built for Cinderella's foot. Whatever I sit up here and tell you now, that may not be your recipe for a successful relationship. But but you have to identify what you like. You know, I think a lot of people are in this world of wanting something that it was taught to you to have. And I would say this. Everybody in the Bible was not married. 
everybody in the Quran was not married. So stop the narrative of that being the case. The ultimate goal in any relationship, business, friendship, intimacy, the list goes on, is not a figure or a ring or a, a plaque or this or that. It's, it's just happiness. That's always been my thing. You know, Drake has a line that says, the moment I stop having fun with it, I'll be done with it. And that resonates to me to doing everything that I do in a way to say, I just want to have joy. I want to have peace. And if you're a person who's filling my cup up and that's what I need, I need a person to, you know, be very a stickler about certain things, making sure that I have this, I have that. And in return, I then ask the question or pose the question or just learn and observe, oh, you like this, so I'm going to give you that. Oh, you like words of affirmation. Oh, you like acts of services. Oh, you like your space. You know what I'm saying? And you have to, you have to identify that in your partner no matter who and what it is. So what I hear you saying is, one, mm-hmm. you got to know you. What do mm-hmm. I like? What's my preferences? Correct. And two, you got to learn your partner. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said was you have to play into that. It's not Did I hear you correctly there? It's just being a student of your partner. See, I love that. And forever See, learning. Because right people are always evolving, too. Oh, so you got to pay attention every you know, single day. We tease each other and we say, oh, you changing. And then the rebuttal is, oh, baby, I'm always changing. You just got to catch up to my mustard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. If you met Cam in 2008 and now you meet the 2023-2024 Cam, of course I'm going to change. change. You got to pay attention, bro. Like, like you know, we're a little older. I'm a little older than you two, different experiences. And it's like, I think that's where we go wrong in relationships is we once we get that person – then it's like the the deal is done, right? And we move on, especially as men, we move on to the next thing, right? We're trying to conquer the next thing. And we stop paying attention and learning like, okay, why did that person look that way? She responded this way when I said that, or, you know, what's really going on? And we just stop being curious. And that's where you start seeing that gap and that bridge form. And then you go your your separate ways. You got to pay attention. This is the reality. I I don't do the investigation type of shit. I don't, I don't, and I also, she's the one that promotes our relationship. I don't do that. That's not me saying that I don't honor her as the woman in my life. That's not me trying to keep her a secret. It's more or less about, I don't care what another person may tell me about her. Right. And, you know, we living in a time where everybody feels like, couple goals or power couple that's the like it's 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 redundant and irrelevant really because the same people who publicize their relationships is also the same people who are sleeping sleeping in separate (laughs) beds you know what i'm saying staying at separate houses you know and that's the thing it's accountability it's living in your truth is being able to say hey baby before we go to sleep and lay our heads down each and every night, we have to be on the same page. No matter how sticky this conversation can get or 
how uncomfortable it makes me or you feel we have to talk about it because right. when we I don't want to wake up to feeling a certain type of way and that's what we've been able to do and manage over time I don't like people in my business I really could care less uh, the, the 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 due diligence that I have to my family and the people who I'm responsible for baby mothers uh, mother of my children uh, needless to say uh, my children my family um, my partner um, that security comes with a bubble of protection that has to be warranted to hold on that's not for everybody to see that's not for everybody to hear we're going through something right now and it's not for you to bring your two cents in most of the time the most demonizing and disrespectful uh, content or comments comes from the people who are more secretive to say something is from a fixed account you know this is the person who has more followers people they're following than actual people who following them or it's from a private account so that just goes to show you the state of society right now so dare i sit up here and take criticism from a person who i couldn't who i couldn't take advice from you know so you know with all that i say i sheltered that and try to be the best version of myself and not only that i want you to hold me accountable i want you to tell me when i'm tripping i know i want you to 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 keep me on my p's and q's because a lot of people receive uh criticism in a different way yeah and for me i've always needed that from a coach a teacher a parent um, to be able to say no, 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 don't go there, don't touch that. That's gonna, that's gonna burn you. So yeah, but some, 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 some people don't want it. Dudes, some dudes can't receive it from their ladies, and then there's some ladies can't receive it from, you know, their their guys. So that's a big one because I feel like if if you really love me, you know what I'm saying, you ain't gonna let me keep running into this wall. Like yeah. tell me, you know what I'm saying. I feel like that person next to you is the one that knows you the most, and that's the one that should be holding you accountable and in love, right? So I love that. Um, bro, we can talk on and on and on for about this relationship stuff, you know, but I got to let you go. But before I let you go, uh, you know, in three minutes, you know, you be talking. You, ain't, there ain't too many people that can uh, put words together. <laughs> you, T.A., boy, you be there. So, look, couple minutes. What advice do you have for me? How can I get better? And you, my brother, now, hey, look, 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 don't be, you, because you, don't, make sure it's good that we can put out there now, because you can tell me a lot of things. Um, (laughs) Don't throw me under the bus. I'm going to throw you, but I'm also, you know what I'm saying, going to clean you up afterwards, you know what I'm saying, respect (laughs) yours. First off, for the people or the person who's watching this show right now, man, we have a show coming up uh, December 19th in Atlanta, Georgia, City Winery, the I Am Iconic Live Tour. Please tap in. Get your tickets today. Um, but when I see a person, yeah, did, a person, did we confirm anybody yet? Did you make the announcement? I know you've been doing a little bit of the work of making sure that we had someone that can grace the stage with us. Yeah, Where uh, are we at there? I play a partner, Southside. You feel me? Southside, pronounced with an F, P H. However you want to look at it. Um, two chains. Yeah. Ooh, how'd you get two chains, bro? You DM uh, my, them, you text them, you call them, or you had your people's so people call James, them. His son, Halo, right? Uh-huh. And my son, Chosen, they're best friends. Oh, wow. No, like. Rich people stuff. No, like they. Be, it, and, and I had to peep it, too. I was like, y'all just, 
rich friends or y'all like real friends you know what i mean and over time like it it happened like two years ago or whatever and then he was like he kept coming home like dad you know i was faster than halo or halo head taught me and i'm like halo then all of a sudden, I seen uh, Two Chain's wife Keisha, you know, in carpool one day, and she was like, "Man, we got to do play days." And I'm like, "Play days? I ain't had no damn play days growing up." But seeing their dynamic and seeing them react to each other, it's, it takes me all the way back to grade school. And I'm like, "Bro, we all had that friend that we just grew up in. We try to do our best as each household to try to keep that together." And there's not a lot of true friends that known have known you since grade school. You know, we probably picked up a friend from college or, you know. And, that was my and, homie. The only reason why I watched that, you know, Charleston White, Davon Allensworth, bruh, kindergarten. <laughs> he was like, bro, you got to watch this. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it for you. Three hours, bitch. Yeah, had me watching three hours. That was a Netflix special. Right. <laughs> Two part. Uh, but to, to, to your question, I will tell you this. Um, listen, listen to hear, don't listen to react, mm. you know, and I'm learning that every day because there's, there's relationships, there were situationships, there was situations in my life. If had I just been patient and allow that person to tell me, um, what they were feeling and some it, it, it's different for every single person some people are able to get to the point fast some people are you just gotta just sit you know what i'm saying like charleston white is a person where you just gotta sit down and just sit to what he's saying uh go through a lot of the minutia of fuck this person fuck that person but what's the message and that's what i would challenge you to do just sit back and just Listen to hear. That's beautiful. Boogie. Hey, yes, sir. One time. One finger. One pinky. One thumb. One love. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, did yeah, I do it right finally? To the dark side, bro. You're listening and you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Hey, you rubbing off on me, bro. Hey, I appreciate yeah, the time, man. It, bro. Bring your turn so up, love. Dude. Right. One time. Yes, sir. Huh? All right, bro. Love. Yeah, came up from the mud, it's like I walk around with a shoe stain Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it, he was Lou Kane Remember we was struggling for a dinner, needed loose change Now the money never stopped and I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne Ain't never gotta tell me that I'm going cause I've been gone Just wanna be judged by my actions, not my skin tone The hustle man, got my feet planted like the Flintstones I'm yelling that we did it, high stepping in the end zone I got my first check and mess around and gave my mama racks Always had my back, so now I gotta get my mama back No way had us grilling, yeah, it was chain smoke. Promise y'all to make it through this storm, you need a raincoat. Look up to some bad. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.